Hello lovelies and welcome to another episode of the Illuminaire podcast. My name is Jess, I will be your host and I hope that you enjoy what's to come. To anybody who has been listening in so far, thank you so so much. I can see all of the plays that happen with the podcast episodes so I am so thankful for everybody who's listening in already. For anybody who's just joining, you are very welcome and I hope you enjoy this journey. So let's get to it guys. So today's episode comes at a special request from one of my amazing followers who has been following me from the very beginning of Illuminary and I'm so thankful for that person. I won't name them, I won't um, bring light to who they are but the request was to speak on excuses being lies. Whew. <laughs> it's a tough one, but I actually was thinking about it and praying about it and got really inspired yesterday to write up this piece now. So I hope it's helpful. I hope it, um, yeah, I hope it encourages you. I hope it speaks to you in the way that you need it to speak to you. And yeah, let's just get to it. So full disclosure, guys podcasting is amazing because I can sit here in my pajamas with my dressing gown hope you like that one Wayne with my dressing gown on (laughs) okay inside joke guys I call my because that would probably sound a little bit inappropriate on the airwaves I call a dressing gown a house coat and Wayne thinks that it's called a dressing gown I would love to know what you guys think if I'm wrong I'm wrong if I'm right I'm right but more than likely it's going to be Wayne is right with calling it a dressing gown anyways <laughs> full disclosure sitting here in my pajamas with a cup of coffee and my dressing gown on because I feel comfortable and I feel ready and I feel inspired to just go for this episode so let's just get to it I'll stop babbling so excuses are 100% lies true or false, you decide. So we've all been there. Oh yeah, I'll start my diet on Monday or I'll do the ironing tomorrow evening or I'll go for that walk that I've been meaning to do all week tomorrow at lunchtime. I'll do it, definitely. Monday comes. I haven't done the shopping so there's no point in me starting my diet. I'll just start next Monday. Tomorrow comes. Well, I haven't really talked to mom this week, so I'll call her instead and I'll do the yarn another day. Lunchtime comes. I don't have enough time to actually eat and stuff my face and go for a walk. So I suppose I'm just going to have my lunch, have a coffee and keep working. And my personal, personal favourite. I'm not starting exercise because my body is sore and I should wait until it feels better. (laughs) Excuses, 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 guys. In reality, our body is more than likely, actually, probably, definitely, craving exercise in order to get better. It's such a contradiction. 
we contradict ourselves far too often. We excuse ourselves from doing things far too much and to our own detriment. Because what happens is our to-do list only increases and our health actually decreases. But as long as we've excused ourselves, it's okay, right? Wrong. <laughs> like so wrong. Ridiculously wrong. <laughs> Excusing ourselves and procrastinating, not making the effort, it only leads us to a life of stress, pressure and messiness. Would you agree with me? The more we keep putting things off, the longer it will take to actually achieve those things. We can't expect to live out our dreams and reach all of our goals if we can't keep on top of the little things. So how do we make a change? That, lovelies, is the million dollar question. So when I was thinking about this, obviously I was thinking about personal circumstances and personal examples also. So I am learning from this as much as you guys are. So we're all in this together. I am not a perfect person. I do not have procrastination and excuses all figured out. I am still figuring it out. But hopefully after this episode, we can all work together. (laughs) So the first thing to do is, number one, cut the crap. We give out about other people letting us down or leaving us hanging all of the time. But what about us? Who are we accountable to when we let ourselves down? Yeah, that's right. We're accountable to ourselves. We're accountable to the person looking back at us from the mirror. You are accountable to you. I am accountable to me. So then why do we still procrastinate and push things off? (laughs) Because... Unfortunately, we've allowed the standards that we hold ourselves, hold on ourselves, slip. We've allowed ourselves to fail or to reschedule or not make the effort because, and are you ready for it? Because this is something we tell ourselves all of the time and it's about to get real. Because we deserve it. Ah. <sighs> And that, my lovelies, is the lie that we consistently tell ourselves. Now, what actually qualifies us for for deserving those, let's say, extra few jellies of a midweek evening? Or for taking a rest day when we haven't even started exercising? Nothing. Nothing qualifies us for that. And that's where we need to cut the crap. We need to realize and accept that by excusing ourselves or procrastinating, we're actually lying to ourselves. And the funny part about that is we can't handle it when others lie to us. So why do we lie to ourselves? Because that's the easy route, isn't it? It's so much easier to procrastinate, to excuse ourselves, to lie to ourselves than it is to face the truth. Personally, I would much rather somebody hurt me with the truth than lie to me. And that's just because I cannot cope with lies. I just, I don't do them. If you lie to me once, I'll forgive you. If you lie to me again, 
it gets a lot harder to forgive you and move on. I'll forgive you because I have a forgiven heart, but I may not trust you again. And lies are just, they're the seeds of absolute destruction. And yet still, even though we feel like this when other people lie to us, we still lie to ourselves. And as I said, they're the seeds of destruction. So we're actually planting little grenades in our own soil, waiting for them to burst. And sure, we end up getting really frustrated and upset and it leads to all sorts. So we need to cut the crap, guys. Once you recognise the lies, once you recognise that you are lying to yourself, that you're pushing something off and saying, I'll do it tomorrow, you and you know that you're not going to do it tomorrow. Once you recognise that lie, cut the crap right there, right then, as if you would if it was somebody else saying it to you. A couple of quotes then that I found around procrastination um, from Google and there's one little golden egg in there also. (laughs) So procrastination is the thief of time. Boom. We give out so much about how the day doesn't have enough hours in it and how we can't get everything done in one day. And yet we still procrastinate. Procrastination is a destroyer of blessings. It can rob you of self-confidence, reliability and personal peace. Ooh. That one, guys, is actually from the Bible. It's from the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 9. Another quote then is, every day spent procrastinating is another day spent worrying about that thing. Do it now and move on with your life. Do it now, guys. Do it now. So then for the second point then, so number two, focus on what can be done. Okay, yeah, so... We're all only human and we can't do it all. That's a straight up fact. But that fact is negative. It actually automatically increases my stress levels just by saying the word can't. I start asking myself, well, why can't I do it all? Am I not good enough? Am I too lazy? Am I crap at my job? Etc, etc. Snowball effect. And before I know it, nothing is done. At that point, we need to stop. We need to change the negative to a positive. And instead of saying we can't do it all, we should focus on what can be done. Okay, so let's take the few examples that I gave at the start. We've got the ironing. We've got our walk that we want to do at lunchtime. We've got our healthy eating that we want to begin. We have a project that we need to start for work or we've got study work that we need to do. So what can we do? Like which of those can we actually do? Let's break it down to simplistics here. 
So for the ironing, do you have access to an iron and an ironing board? Yes. Okay. So the ironing can be done. The walk at lunchtime. Do you have walking shoes? Yes. Okay. This too can be achieved. Healthy eating. <laughs> Ooh. Have you done the shopping, gals? Have you made the effort to put the food in the press? The healthy food. Not the jellies, not the crisps, not the chocolate. The healthy food. Have you put those in your press this week? No. Okay, okay. Sure, we'll start on Monday, won't we? No, we won't start on Monday. <laughs> Fair enough, you haven't gone and done the shopping. You haven't put the food in your press. But what can you do in that situation? You can do the shopping. So do the shopping. That one is specifically for me also. <laughs> Go do the shopping, Jessica. <laughs> so let's take it up a notch, guys. So away from the everyday things. Let's go to our dreams, our goals, our aspirations. Let's say you have an idea that you want to bring into reality, a business plan or a blog, or maybe you want to write a book, or maybe you want to get a qualification so that you can get your dream job. What's actually stopping you? What's stopping you from doing any of those things? Okay, so the business might flop. Well, yeah, guys, that it is a possibility. But if you go into it with that mindset, then it's definitely going to flop. 100% will flop. If you can change that mindset into a positive mindset, so instead of the business might flop, the business will thrive. Yes, you'll still feel anxious, but that just tells you that you care about what it is that you're doing and that you're human. <laughs> but you'll find that you're actually more excited to try. I'm too old to go back to school. <sighs> Firstly, you are never too old to learn something new. Never. My dad is actually a prime example of that because he only picked up the guitar. It was either in his late 50s or just when he turned 60. And my goodness, can that man play a guitar? He is a fantastic guitar player. And yeah, he may have absolutely wrecked our heads for months playing the same chord over and over and over again. But he didn't let his age stop him from learning something new. And now it's an absolute pleasure to hear him play. But back to the skill thing. So... Let's look at it this way. If you don't go back, say the, say the course that you want to do is four years. If you don't go back and do that four-year course, in four years' time, you're still going to be four years older. You'll have no qualification and no dream job. But if you do go back, yes, you'll still be four years older. That's inevitable. But you'll be four years older with a qualification in hand and job offers coming your way. Which sounds better? So what about that book then that you want to write? Oh, well, you know, 
people might not be interested in my story or people may not want to read it. Okay, well, first of all, that is a straight up lie because you're going to read it. You count as somebody. Your publisher is going to read it. They count as somebody. Your editor is going to read it. They might be very critical on your writing, but they're still going to read it. And that counts as somebody. Your support network will read it. And what do I mean by support network? Your family, your friends, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever you have surrounding you. Don't tell me that there isn't one person within your support network group that wouldn't read your book or that would read your book. I don't know what way I just said that. Anyways, there is somebody in that support network that will definitely read your book and they count as somebody. So cut the crap. (laughs) Cut the crap. What can we do then to make these things happen? So what can we do to bring our business to life? What can we do to go back to school? What can we do to start writing our book? Take the first step. Investigate, gather information, research the business market. Talk to other entrepreneurs, other students, other writers. Allow their experiences, whether they're good or bad, to inspire you to make your own experiences and to do better. What you'll find is once you've taken that first step towards your goal, towards your dream, towards your desires, the next steps actually get easier and easier to take. But if you're constantly running in the wrong direction, it will get so much easier to procrastinate It'll get so much easier to lie. It'll get so much easier to make excuses for yourself. And that initial step might turn into a leap. From experience, guys, that leap is still so worth it. So, so worth it. I have been running away from going to college, going back to college and finishing my exams for so long. Um, I studied the accountant technician course and graduated in 2015 from that course since then I have gathered an abundance of experience in my job and I've gotten to the peak of my job now where I have all of this incredible experience and I'm well able to take on more work but I won't get paid for it I won't get paid properly because I don't have my full qualification I know the job, I know the work, but because I don't have my papers, I ain't getting paid properly. And because people won't pay me properly, it means that I have less confidence in myself then going into an interview for a better job because I feel incompetent without those letters. It's absolutely ridiculous how it works, I know, but people work really hard to get those letters. And I can't just expect to floozy my way through life and not have to work hard to get something that I want. So for years and years, I ran away from going back to college and 
I finally came to a standstill on that because now I need to go back to college because I need better pay. I need to be able to progress in my career. But also the job that I'm in at the minute are only hiring me if I go and do the exams, which is insane. And that job came out of absolute thinner in a time that I needed it. Um, we'll talk about that another time because <laughs> that's not what this is about. <laughs> but yeah, taking that leap then, that leap of faith into actually doing the exams, into a role that w- I would learn, I would grow, I would progress. It's so worth it. It was absolutely terrifying. I'm not going to lie, but it was so worth it. I'm just going to take a sip of my coffee now before it goes cold. So hold on. Ah, point number three then. Let's get going, Jess. Come on. <laughs> People have places to be. <laughs> okay, so point number three. Make a plan. I actually find that by planning my week in advance, it gives me a bit more ease going into that week. And I actually use a planner from Lucinda Grace Design. Now, if you were to look at my diary and my planner for 2020, you will see that at the beginning of 2020, I was very enthusiastic about keeping a diary, keeping a journal, keeping a plan every week. And then COVID happened. And from about the end of May to the start of October, there's nothing in it. So there's just this big chunk of wasted space within my diary. And it actually makes me quite sad. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, it's time to pick it back up, start planning your days, and maybe it will relieve a lot of stress that you're feeling. So when I was asked to speak on excuses or lies, I kind of thought to myself, you know what, you've been making a lot of excuses for yourself lately. So it's about time that you pick up on those things and make a plan for yourself and move forward. So yeah, so the planner that I use is from Lucinda Grace Design. You will find her on Instagram at Lucinda Grace Design. I'll put a little tag at the bottom of this episode just in case anybody wants to go and check her out. She's actually incredible. Her stuff is really good. She makes copy books. You guys know how much I love stationery and her stationery is just like the quality of it is it's just beautiful it's so nice and this planner so at the top it says what matters most this week and it has a little box for things I'm grateful for it's a little box for my prayer focus this week and then underneath that it has my top priorities now what I love about this part is that it only has three top priorities three that's all not 10 not 20 three guys The reason I love that is because we do have so much to do. (laughs) Like we do. As humans, we have so much to do. So picking three top priorities for your week ahead, it's not a lot. It's not putting a lot of pressure on yourself and it's well achievable. So I really like that there's only three there. And beside the top priorities, it has a little section for steps that I need to take to make those priorities happen, which is great as well. It also then has the seven days, so Monday to Sunday, little boxes for those. 
at the side it has a healthy habit tracker which is amazing and you can put three healthy habits in there and you can track the days that you've done them and oh my goodness is this so satisfying each time that you do one of those healthy habits so for example she has here exercise read a book or encourage somebody else and it is so satisfying when you're sitting and you're reading your book and then you at the end of the day or the next day you just get to put a little like a little dot or a little tick or a little yes in that box to say I read my book that day (laughs) it sounds silly but it's actually it's really good and it's really encouraging really motivates you then to keep going there's also a little section on it for tasks so there's four tasks on that list so you have your three top priorities then further down you have your tasks now tasks could be anything from earning to having to go meet your sister or whatever but it's great because it has a little tick box beside it and you can literally just tick it off once it's done and then it has a little section for notes and yeah you can put whatever you want in there so something positive maybe a positive note to keep you going for the week but I absolutely love this planner and I find that when it's filled in it makes life so much easier because it's a plan that I can work off some people don't need to plan their week some people are happy enough to go about life and to go about their days without a plan of action and they'll still reach their goals and their dreams but for myself because I know I do procrastinate and I do put things off or else I get to a point where there's just so much to do that I feel like I can't do anything if that makes sense So by having a plan in place, it makes it a lot easier. If you fail to prepare, prepare to fail, guys. (laughs) So when I'm filling this in, I'll put all the important things first. So I'll put God first, then college, then work. Then I'll put in the likes of the cleaning or the shopping or whatever I need to do around the house. Then I'll put in people that I might be meeting or if it's somebody's birthday or stuff like that I'll put all of that in there and then lastly time to work on a luminaire and you might think why are you putting like the one thing that you absolutely love and adore to do at the very end there's a really good reason for that I find that when everything else is covered so when I've got all my cleaning done, when I've got my ironing done. Now, there's some weeks that, you know, it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> like the cleaning may not be done and the ironing may not be done. And I may be sitting here doing a podcast. But for the most part, I find that when I have everything else done, everything else is covered, that it is a lot easier for me to sit and do work on a luminaire. It's a lot easier for me to sit and record a podcast write a blog, do up a post on Instagram. And it's because I don't feel guilty for procrastinating on my day-to-day things that I need to do. And I'd be procrastinating just to live out my dream. But yet that's not really fair because the day-to-day stuff needs to get done as well. You can't just say, okay I'm going to live out my dream and not focus on the day-to-day things either because then you're going to become a spoiled little brat 
for one. Number two, you're going to end up not knowing or not realizing how important the little things are. And you're always going to want the next big thing. So if you can master your everyday ordinary things, the extraordinary is so much easier to experience and enjoy. By doing the small things, big things happen more easily. That's the right way to say that. By taking it step by step, task by task, we can move forward instead of trying to take it all at once because then we just come up against this barricade of tasks, this barricade of things that need to be done. And it's like, we can't get through it. So line them up and do them one by one instead of just creating this big mountain for yourself to climb over. And guys, we are only human. So while all of this is fantastic and making a plan is amazing, there are going to be weeks that we're not going to be able to stick to the plan. So we need to be gracious on ourselves with our time. We need to allow for things to not go as planned. And we need to relieve ourselves of pressure instead of inundating ourselves with pressure. So to wrap up, excuses are definitely lies. (laughs) We agree on that. And how do we, how do we change that? How do we change our mindset on that? So number one, cut the crap. Number two, focus on what can be done. And number three, make a plan. Guys, I really hope that that was helpful to the person who requested for me to talk on this and also to everybody else who was listening. I really enjoyed it. I feel very challenged by it. And I'm going to challenge you all now to make a plan to stay on top of your everyday things before you start looking at the extraordinary things. And let me know how you get on. Let me know how it feels to accomplish the everyday things and then sit and enjoy doing the extraordinary things. Have an amazing week, guys, and I will talk to you all in the next episode. Bye.